No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalm 46, which encourages us to make God our refuge and strength. We can be still, knowing that He is God. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Where do you turn when life gets crazy? Today we're going to see the best place you can go to find all the help that you need. We continue today in Psalm 46, the title to the chief musician, a psalm of the sons of Korah, a song for Alamoth. We are not given the occasion of the writing of this psalm, although some have speculated that it was written when God delivered Jerusalem from the Assyrians during the reign of King Hezekiah. The Assyrians seemed invincible. Every place they went, they just mopped up and destroyed nations so that when they attacked Jerusalem, the only place the Jews could turn was to the Lord. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, Selah. Stop, think about that. Well, what do you do in times of trouble? Where do you go when things get really dangerous? You can try to escape. You can seek the help of man. Or you can turn to the Lord to be your help. Now, they said God is our refuge and strength. He is both a place of refuge and safety as well as our strong tower, a fortress protecting us from enemy invasion. And he's a very present help in times of trouble. Why? Because he is omnipresent and because he loves us and he desires to care for us, protect and provide for us. Now, how often fear grips the hearts of people? People are afraid of disease. They are afraid that their rights are being taken away from them. They are afraid of what will happen if the wrong person gets into office. But Jesus tells us not to let our hearts be troubled or fearful because he gives us his peace. And the thing is, is if you fear God, then that fear will drive out every other fear. Now, there may be a pandemic, there may be anarchy in the streets, and there may be destructive hurricanes, but the earth has not yet been removed off its axis. And yet the psalmist says that even if it were removed and the mountains were cast into the sea, God would still be our refuge and a mighty fortress in times of trouble. You see, God is outside of all of this and he's faithful, he's trustworthy. So is he your refuge and is he your stronghold? That's the big question. Verse four, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacle is the most high. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. Just at the break of dawn, the nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. 
The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Now, is he talking about the earthly Jerusalem or is he talking about the future, the heavenly Jerusalem? Yes, <laughs> I think he's talking about both. Well, first off, the earthly Jerusalem. You know, this would have been a great time of celebration because what happened was as the Assyrians came and threatened Hezekiah and Jerusalem, uh, Hezekiah prayed and Isaiah said, look, Hezekiah, God's going to take care of this. And he sent one angel who killed 185,000 Assyrian troops in one night. So God took care of the situation for them. And they would then say, look, we've got a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. This is a river of gladness coming from the holy place, the tabernacle of the Most High. They were no doubt very happy about that. Now, it's kind of interesting if you look at just the way Jerusalem was set up. There was no river running through Jerusalem, but there was the Gihon Spring, and that was outside the city walls, but through an underground tunnel, it brought water into the city. But we know that in the millennial temple, there will be a river coming out of the temple, out of the most holy place, and it will be a river of life. There will be trees growing around it that bring forth fruit. And so that looks forward to the future and the city of God in that millennial kingdom. But then there will also be the heavenly Jerusalem that, that comes down out of heaven where there will be no more sun because God will be the light of the heavenly Jerusalem. And there, of course, will be another river there. A, a river runs through it, you might say. And like there again, it will be a river of life and there will be trees and the, the, the leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nations. And so it's going to be just a marvelous place. But I think it sort of looks forward to all this. But the point of it is, is that that river of life that comes from the Lord himself makes us glad. Verse 6 says, The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved, he uttered his voice, the earth melted, the Lord of hosts is with us. That means the Lord of the armies of heaven. And if he is with you, then who can be against you? Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. So come, behold the works of the Lord. This is why we spend time going through the scripture. We need to remember what it is that God has done because he has been faithful in the past. He is faithful today. He'll be faithful in the future. He does mighty and marvelous and miraculous works. And we need to be reminded of these because they build our faith. Now, he's the one who makes wars to cease. He's the one who raises up nations and casts them down. He even causes pandemics to cease, okay? So we can trust in him. But here it says that he burns the chariot in the fire. So take the worst weapon that the enemy will throw at you and the, the Lord will burn it up uh, in the fire because he is a consuming fire. So those that are the enemies of the Lord don't stand a chance. They will be consumed. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Now, I love this verse 10. You've probably heard it before. Be still and know that I am God. It's a wonderful verse to start your quiet time with. I like to start with that just, you know, because you can come into a time 
with the Lord just so anxious over your troubles. And basically it's saying, look, take your hands off of the situation, relax, and know that I'm in control. I've got this. And we can say, God, you're bigger than all this. You're bigger than the boogeyman. You know, you're bigger than my troubles. And so I'm just going to rest in you and trust in you first off. Then he says, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. I think that the more we realize that this is what God is all about, we need to get on the same page as the Lord. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. But we can know one thing, that he is always going to exalt his name in the earth. And the things that God is doing is to ultimately glorify his name. Now, we may not like what we have to deal with. Sometimes we complain about the way things are. You know, we don't like a face mask or whatever. We, you know, but here's the deal. The Lord is ultimately going to glorify his name in all the earth. And, and the more that we realize that, the more we will be on the same page as him and the less frustrated we will be because we know God is working things out according to his plan. Now, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. I take comfort in this because when you look at Jacob, he was sort of a deceitful guy. You know, he swindled his brother out of the birthright and the blessing. And, uh, you know, he was a schemer. And yet the Lord said that, Jacob I have loved. God loved Jacob, and if he loved Jacob, then he can love you, and he can love me. So thank God for that. Now, Psalm 47 is considered also to be written at the same time as the Assyrian invasion, and it's more sort of the victory chant after God did what he did to give them victory over the Assyrians. To the chief musician, a psalm of the sons of Korah. Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with a voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. He will subdue the peoples under us and the nations under our feet. He will choose our inheritance for us, the excellence of Jacob, whom he loves, Selah. Pause. Think about it. So it begins here as a praise. Now, if, in fact, this was written after this angel killed 185,000 Assyrian troops, they would have every reason to clap their hands and praise. And they say, shout to God with the voice of triumph. I think sometimes we're just not as enthusiastic about the things God does as we could be. I mean, I see what people do at football games when their team scores a touchdown and how crazy they get and they're shouting and they're just living it up. You know, why don't we do that when God triumphs, when he answers prayer? Uh, do we shout to God? Do we shout with joy? For the Lord Most High is awesome. He's a great king over all the earth, and he will subdue the peoples under us and the nations under our feet. Again, if this was a victory chant from the Jews who just experienced God causing the Assyrians to be humble before them, you know, they're saying, look, our God is going to cause the nations to be subdued beneath our feet. And I love the fact that in the New Testament, we are told that God will soon crush Satan, our enemy, beneath our feet. Amen? He will choose our inheritance for us, the excellence of Jacob, whom he loves. Now, I love the fact that God can choose for us. I love to just say, Lord, what's your choice here? God wants to choose your inheritance because he loves you. And, and guess what? You're ultimately his inheritance. So he wants to choose good things for you. But the problem is a lot of times we short circuit the system 
by insisting on our own way. Better to say, Lord, you choose, because when we let God choose, we choose best because he always chooses best. So he will choose our inheritance for us. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our king, sing praises, for God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. Do you think God wants us to sing? (laughs) He loves it when we sing his praises. And last week, we had a marvelous time in Caldwell. We had a united night of worship where that's basically what we did. We just sang praises to God. And the Lord blessed it, and it was just a wonderful time as God's people came together out in the open in the Indian Creek Plaza, and uh, we did just that, singing praises to God with joy. Now, God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the people have gathered together, the people of the God of Abraham, for the shields of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. And so God reigns over the nations. Just know that. God is in control. And the princes of the people have gathered together. There's enemies of the Lord. We know they're all going to come against the Lord in the battle of Armageddon. But the people of the God of Abraham, God will exalt in that day. They will be victorious because the shields of the earth belong to God and he is greatly exalted. Believe it and shout about it. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll look at Psalm 48, which focuses on Mount Zion in Jerusalem as being the joy of the earth, or it will be the city of the great king. From this city, God's praises will go throughout the world during the millennial reign of Christ. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.